I'm just warning you all right now, we're about to talk too seriously and think too much about a musical that's about cats. Yeah. Um, but both of us have degrees in creative writing and theater. And so literally like our entire our entire lives are about thinking too deeply about shit. <laughs> so this is what you're getting. Welcome yeah. to our garbage podcast. Stick around. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And we are Tea and Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. Mm-hmm. And today we are covering cats. The musical, not the amazing animal. True, that uh, we could do an episode on the furry creatures of cats. Yes, because they are beautiful. Uh, this is our inaugural episode. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to whatever this garbage is. We're glad to have you. Thank you Yay. to our six friends who are listening. Yes, and we know maybe two of you actually like the musical Cats and the rest of you are here because you love us and we love you for this. If you are not one of our six friends, hi, welcome. How did you find us? <laughs> yeah, we're happy to welcome you to our chaos kingdom. Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So as we talk about Cats, the musical, a musical that Alyssa has a long love story with and I have a short love story with. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's get into a brief history about what this musical actually is uh, before we jump into spilling all of the tea about why it makes us squee. All right, so uh, a brief history of Cats, the musical. Cats uh, is based off of T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. So T.S. Eliot, back in whenever T.S. Eliot was alive, I have a Google machine in front of me and I'm not gonna look it up. Uh, he wrote a collection of children's poems uh, all about cats and put them together in a book called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Years later, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber adapted that poetry book, that collection of poems, uh, he adapted it into this musical. He started setting these poems to music in 1977, and originally it was meant to be just a song cycle. Um, just here's a collection of cutesy songs from this book of cutesy cat poems, yay! Uh, but then in 1980, he actually brought Cameron McIntosh and Trevor Nunn on board uh, with the project. And then uh, choreographer Jillian Lynn uh, was also brought onto the team to turn it into a fully staged musical. Woo, it's a musical, you guys. No longer a song cycle. Um, it actually did really, really well in London. There's rave reviews after the London premiere because British people know what's up and they love kooky, weird shit, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and because Americans are kind of prude, um, they were a little less perceptive to cats and all of its weirdness. Because <laughs> we suck. Yeah, we do. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> but it's still won seven Tony Awards. So somebody somewhere must have really loved Cats because it won Best Musical. So there's that. <laughs> also won Best Book and Best Original Score in 1983. But not Best Choreography for some stupid reason. It's a crime. Like I will die on that hill. I'm sorry, like what other musical is known for its dancing and choreography? I Chicago is the only one coming to mind. So why wasn't Cats like winning best choreography? I'm looking up what <laughs> musical actually won that year. Yeah. 
I would like to know when I have people to fight. All right, let's see. Uh, 1983 Tony Award for Best Choreography went to Tommy Walsh and Tommy Toon for My One and Only, which is a musical I've never what heard of in my entire that? goddamn life. Boo! But, okay, but Tommy Toon choreographed it. Tommy Toon choreographed it. So, like, I can't be too mad. He's no. he's a fucking legend. Yeah. But it, it was just a crime that Cats had to run the same year as yeah. my one and only did and you know what cats ended up having more fame anyway because right. it's one of the lo- longest running broadway musicals ever so. yeah, andy lloyd has like a good reputation with this like phantom is the longest running musical and and like cats ran for like 18 years on broadway so he has a pretty good track record yeah which doesn't <laughs> always make sense to me because like no. cats is one of the few andy lloyd musicals that i can actually tolerate yeah although i was a cats hater for oh, yes, you a very long time. Uh, well, Alyssa was in love with it all through <laughs> high school. I spent that time hating on Cats because it did not have a plot. Um, <laughs> I did not understand its beauty. And so I was a Cats hater having never seen it. A lot of people I was like, are. And, and that's, that's the crime because as soon <laughs> as I saw it, I was like, this is art. <laughs> Right? Like, most people, like, most of the people I've talked to who don't like cats are like, oh, I've never seen cats. I've only listened to a couple of the songs. I'm like, okay, but you can't just listen to cats. You only get yeah. part of the story. At least half of it is told through, like, beautiful, like, dancing. So you're missing half of the story mm-hmm. right there. And, and background acting. Can yes. we talk about the background oh acting God. of cats? It's stellar. But, like, you have to watch it because when you listen to it, you're just like, this is a weird ass song about some cat I guess and like regardless of how good the the song is like how musically stellar and genius it is because it is this score is genius yeah um like musically it's it's just impeccable but uh it doesn't that doesn't matter because if all you're doing is (laughs) listening to the show you can't get past how weird it is that they're singing songs just about cats. Also, like, the or, the only, like, full, like, version of the soundtrack, at least, like, I have found, is the original Broadway cast, which objectively is not my favorite recording. My no. favorite is, like, the actual, like, filmed video from, like, 1998. That one's yeah. stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that as we're saying you need to watch Cats in order to appreciate Cats, this obviously does not include the 2019 film, which is certified trash, should never have been made, and now that it has been made, belongs in a special circle of hell. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still no. haven't seen it. As a Cats lover, I refuse to see it. I've only watched a couple of clips, and they made me really sad. That's a good plan. Uh, when it came out, when it was released on like for home viewing right at the beginning of the pandemic (laughs) um (laughs) uh alex and i rented it and we watched it sober which was a mistake oh ew (laughs) we our plan had been to like get drunk and watch cats uh but we were like no we need to do it sober first so Mm -hmm. that we can like appreciate how garbage it is and then if we want to get drunk and watch it to make fun of it again then we can do that. 
but it was so bad that we couldn't even bring ourselves to do the drunk viewing. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like I watched like the opener is I watched Jellicle songs because I thought that was going to be pretty tame, pretty easy. No, it was weird. Like I like the first like couple of notes and I'm like, granted, I know cats pretty well because I've been obsessed with it since I was 16. So like, Mm -hmm. I know what it sounds like. And I'm like, this sounds weird. It is is like a different key. The tempo is weird. Like, I don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. One of my favorite things about Cats is it really doesn't take take itself too seriously. Like, it's mm-hmm. a very simple message, simple theme. Like, you, the first three songs, you know what's going on. They, like, mm-hmm. they spoon feed it to you. And I know, like, some theater people don't like the audience being spoon fed. Like, that's one of the things we learned in, like, playwriting. But mm-hmm. also, in Cats, spoon feeding works because the music is a bop. Mm-hmm. I'm not here uh, for the plot. <laughs> No, because it doesn't really have much of oh. one. The plot is it's a talent show amongst the cats. And at the end, whoever wins the talent show dies and is reborn into a new life. And throughout that whole talent show, there's this underlying plot of uh, one cat who has been ostracized from the community mm-hmm. trying to come back to the community. Yes. Uh, like that's that's the plot of cats it's not hard to understand and even if you don't understand that that is the plot you're still getting those messages very very clearly i was gonna say Uh, the music itself like lends itself to like you understanding it because grizabella's theme and whenever she enters the scene which she's like barely in the show mm -hmm. um she has her own little motif her own like weird kind of minor sounding little it's not a clarinet. I don't know what instrument it is. I'm sorry to <laughs> my musicians out there. Isabella has her own theme, theme. her own motif, and yes. it plays and it makes you sad. Yes. All I know <laughs> is it's a minor key because it sounds different than everything else. And the cats don't <laughs> like her because she's dirty. <laughs> they pull uh, the kittens away from her and they ignore her, essentially. And then she mm-hmm. goes away and they're like, all right, we're, t- we're going to party again. Mm-hmm. And then she- and I'm, I'm just warning you all right now. We're about to talk too seriously and think too much about a musical that's about cats. Yeah. Um, but both of us have degrees in creative writing and theater. And so literally like our entire our entire lives are about thinking too deeply about shit. <laughs> so this is what you're getting. Welcome yeah. to our garbage podcast. Stick around. <laughs> Where we try to find a meaning in cats. We found a very deep beating in this yes, show. Yes, like- we did. <laughs> I haven't watched the actual musical of Cats in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been years at this point. Uh, And last night I watched it in its entirety for the first time in a very long time. And I noticed some shit. Yeah. Um, And of course I'm talking about the 1998 production, the 1998 film that I watched. Um, And it's entirely possible that these were choices that were made just for this production and aren't like inherent in every production of Cats. But in this production, in this version of cats which is seen as the canon version of cats um there's so much misogyny and sexism that is so clearly depicted 
so many double standards. And I just, I, I sat back and I went, is Katz really making commentary on the double standards in the sexual nature of men versus women? Yes. <laughs> yes, or at least in our interpretation, yes. So uh, those of you who love cats will already know all of this, but for so the other two people you, listening to this. Yeah, yeah, but for those of you who are not those two people, um, there is a cat named the Rum Tum Tugger, who Yee. is fabulous, iconic, amazing. He, we love him. Sex He's god, if you will. He is. He's described <laughs> as the cat who likes to fuck, okay? Um, he comes in, he introduces himself with his song. He, it's like the second or third song in the show. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's the second cat to introduce himself, um, like by name. He comes in, his entire song is like very Elvis Presley meets Michael Jackson meets David Bowie. All of the, all the female cats are just falling all over themselves <laughs> to get to him. Uh, it's, it's honestly one of the biggest bops in the whole oh, show. It is. We love it. It could raise me from my grave. Like that's mm -hmm. how good it is. <laughs> it really could. It's an anytime song. Uh, it's the perfect song to throw your ass in a circle to. It really, <laughs> really is. Um, but <laughs> immediately, immediately after his song, the last chord is literally cut off by the introduction of Grizabella who is the quote-unquote fallen woman cat. She has been ostracized from the Jellicle community. The Jellicle community, by the way, for the two of you who don't like cat, or for those of you who are not the two who like cats, <laughs> um, the Jellicle community is just th th this group of fucking cats, okay? Um, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Grizabella has been ostracized from the Jellicle community, okay? And you don't quite know why, but they sing this song about how she used to be Grizabella the Glamour Cat. Um, and the way that throughout the rest of the show, she is treated by Rum Tum Tugger, who is the most glamorous cat still in the Jellicle Club is very telling. Every time Rum Tum Tugger interacts with her, it's like a fuckboy once-over of like, boo, you whore. It's always like, you're used, dirty, broken goods. Um, and then he walks past her to go and grind himself all over one of the younger female cats. Mm -hmm. It's also very telling that Grizabella's introduction song, the first time you see her on stage, and the other cats are singing about what happened to her and who this is. The two cats that are featured on that song that sing it are Demeter and mm -hmm. Bomb Ballerina, who yep. are the young female sex kittens. Like, not actual kittens, because the, the, they are adult cats, yes. and there are actual kittens in this show. Yes. Demeter and Bomb Ballerina are adult cats, yes. but they are like the sexy female cats now. And it's very telling that they are the ones to introduce 
Grizabella. Mm -hmm. Like writers don't make those choices on accident. No. They make those choices very specifically. And likewise for the actors who are like when they're singing that song, like you mentioned this yesterday when we discussed this, but like the looks on their faces when they are singing Grizabella's introduction is like less disgust and like more so like knowing that this is eventually where they're going to end up because soon they're going to be old and deemed used and dirty and be thrown away from the Jellicle Cat Society. Mm-hmm. But Rum Tum Tugger can do whatever he wants yeah. and no one's ever going to turn on him. Because he has a penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a man. He's a man cat. Also, I just realized that, that, that he like exclusively like fucks around with the kittens like in Rum Tum Tugger, Bumbalarina is trying to flirt with him and he like tosses her to side. Like she, he does, has no interest in mm-hmm. her. And then he loves when the kittens are fawning on him. Again, maybe I'm reading into cats a little bit too much, but mm-hmm. fuck boy. Mm-hmm. I love his song and he's fabulous, but fuck boy. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Like I like Rum Tum Tugger less now. Let's talk about uh, how... In some productions, he is depicted as the younger brother of Monka Strap. I've, I've, you mentioned this theory. I have not found, I have no idea what this theory is, but I'm infested. I will go off on this theory <laughs> because I fucking love this theory. I stand it. I know nothing about it, but I'm like, yeah, I believe it. I'm so down for this. Okay, so here's the thing, is that um, in some London productions, according to the Cats fandom wiki, okay, in some London productions, Monka Strap is depicted as the more sensible older brother of Rum Tum Tugger, and he kind of looks down uh, on his wild younger brother's life kind of thing. Um, And Monka Strap is in a lot of Broadway productions, Um, I think the date was like something like after 2010, um, he was depicted as a son of old Deuteronomy. And when you watch the way in the 98 film that both Monka Strap and Rum Tum Tugger interact with old Deuteronomy, old Deuteronomy is the leader of the Jellicle Cats. Yeah. He's like, not their god, but kind of like their king. He's like, everyone loves old dude. He's, he's, he's the best. He's this old cat who's uh, lived a long time. Uh, he's, 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 what is it? He's m- married nine wives and more, I'm tempted to say 99, and his numerous progeny, uh, whatever. There's so many <laughs> lyrics in this musical, you guys. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Old Dude's the leader of the cats, and Monka Strap in a lot of productions is depicted as his son, and Rum Tum Tugger is depicted as Monka Strap's brother in a lot of productions as well. And when you watch the way that they interact with each other in the 98 film, it's clear to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, Monka Strap is the leader of the cats when Old Deuteronomy is not there. He's the storyteller. He passes on traditions. He protects everyone. Like, in the McCavity fight, Monka Strap is the first one to step up and be like, I'm going to take care of this because you ain't mm-hmm. touching my family kind of thing. Uh, he is very clearly Old Deuteronomy's heir. If Old Deuteronomy were to ever die, which I don't think he will, I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> immortal, um, <laughs> Monka yeah, Strap... <laughs> would take over like that's very clear and you watch the way that 
Rum Tum Tugger interacts with Old Deuteronomy and it's very playful. Rum Tum Tugger doesn't show Old Deuteronomy the same kind of reverence that all the other cats do. Yes. Uh, and it's very, very friendly and open and fun. And so I'm like, yes, I'm here for this. I'm here for this <laughs> depiction of the three of them as a family. I love it. I love, I love two hot brothers who are just, you know, like living their lives separately. <laughs> I'm going to be a theater nerd for a second and talk to you about the design aspects of the show and the Please tech. do. Because, okay, the opener, if the opener for Cats doesn't wow you, I have nothing to say to you. Because, <laughs> like, Cats is wonderful in the sense where it, like, showcases, like, the tech aspects of a show in a way a lot of musicals don't. Like, Beetlejuice comes to mind as one that does the same thing. Because, okay, you have the set. You have it setting the stage for this wonderful, surrealistic, like, weird fantasy world. Like, we have this beautiful moon, and it's night, and, like, all these little, like, we can tell we are, like, in, like, a junkyard or something, and that's where the cats live. So lit. It's a beautiful set, and the lights are all colorful, and then we see the cats, and, like, wardrobe and makeup did not have to go this hard, but they did that for us. How many wig techs were oh there God. on this show? How many? <laughs> because every single person on that stage is wearing a fabulous yeah. wig. And yeah. all of them are so intricately mm -hmm. designed and kept. And just like how many wig techs like, were there? I, right? <laughs> like I can't imagine how much work went into that costume shop. Went into like the makeup crew and the wig crew for that show. Because... The thing is, the names of the cats are super complicated, right? Like, they're mm -hmm. weird as shit. Right. But you can still tell which one is which because they all look different from each other. So I can be like, oh, the, the gray cat with the, with the black little stripies is Monkestrap. Oh, Rum Tum Tugger is wearing that stupid little, like... David Bowie collar. <laughs> yeah. Like, Victoria's the white cat. Like, it's very easy to pick out which cat is which, which... Mr. I... Mistopheles is the sparkly one. Yeah, he's the sparkly <laughs> boy. Like, it's so easy to tell who is Presto. who. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. I'll go into why I love that song later, but... <laughs> my love language <laughs> is the Rom Tom Tugger rips at the end of Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. <laughs> and the stupid Broadway cast thought, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna cut these, because we're dumb. Know if they're actually in the score. They might just be like the rum in the 98 version, just having living his best life and riffing. Yeah, but the fact <laughs> that they aren't in the score, Andy Lloyd, what were you smoking that allowed you to write cats but leave rum tum tucker riffs off the end of Mr. Mistopheles? Yeah, Because he okay. must have seen it and been like, oh lit, that sounds awesome. Like keep the riffs at the end, my dude. But like he didn't actually like Right. Like, yeah, like go back to your score and be like, oh, I should really add those in. Which again, or, I don't know. They might be in the score. They might, they might not be. Don't come for me, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have never looked at the score of Cats because like if I'm looking for an audition song for something, unfortunately, I don't come to Cats because there's right. really not a lot of material there. Which and is, it's it's so rare to do it as a production. Yeah. Like there are very few people in this world who are not actively working yeah. on Broadway or the West End 
who have ever had their hands on the full score of cats. Yeah, you know? like it's it's a rare little treat to be in cats, and like I, I like the you can't do memory in an audition unless you really pull it out of your pants, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Which honestly, if you if you kick if you kick it out of the park or yeah, hit it out of the park, whatever the stupid phrase is go by all means sing it in the audition room i would literally pee my pants if you sang memory because i love that song <laughs> but only if you sang it well if you sang it badly i'd cry. pee my yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna pee my pants and cry i'm just gonna have a bad day <laughs> note to future Alyssa: if you're ever on an audition panel wear a diaper yeah <laughs> bring some kleenex wear a diaper have the cats like soundtrack ready to go on your phone in case someone brings a memory and it makes you sad because <laughs> I won't be able to like pay attention to other auditions I'll just be sad about how memory was kind of botched <laughs> tech aspects but also dance aspects like as a weird combo of a mover and a dancer I would love to be in this show because the choreography is almost exclusively jazz, but like straight classic jazz. Like there's not mm -hmm. that many Fosse elements. I think I counted like one or two Fosse hips in the Jellicle Ball when I was watching it last night. But mm -hmm. that was like, that's a very little amount. Like when you're thinking about the time period where Chicago and Pippin are super, super Fosse and Cats just isn't. It's like beautiful, like jazz with a sprinkle of ballet and it's magical mm -hmm. and a singular tap number oh and it's awesome there yes. should be two tap numbers there should be frankly. two tap numbers that's the thing i'm not gonna say <laughs> that jenny i'm not gonna say that jenny any dot should not have had no. the tap number old gummy cat is a beautiful tap number mm -hmm. but there should have been two tap numbers and yeah. the, that's the one thing that the 2019 movie did right yeah. is they made skimble shanks oh a tap number yes which it always should have been mm -hmm. like you can build a train <laughs> and you can tap dance like you can do both it's they're possible not, they're not mutually exclusive no and it just would have made sense like a buck and wing style to skimble shanks perhaps Mm -hmm. would have been really really cool like i give me those fucking train sounds oh from your tiny God. little cat feet yes it would have been cute too to see them all wearing tap shoes like he was wearing his cute little vest in his little uh, boxes yes and his little pocket watch <laughs> yes imagine like the the combo the tap shoes would have added it just would have been i already love skimble shanks skimble shanks <laughs> is my favorite actually i won't say he's my favorite cat because i don't know that i have a favorite I, I love, I love Skimbleshanks. I love Monka Strap. Mm -hmm. I love Mistopheles. Yes. I don't know that I can love Rum Tum Tugger anymore. Yeah, that might be ruined for me, which um, is, I'm okay with because there mm -hmm. are other cats to love. I also love Demeter. Same. Um, and I high key ship her with Monka Strap in the '98 oh. production. Like half the time I had to research how to pronounce, first of all, and also what half the names for these cats works. I couldn't remember Monka Strap's name for the life of me. I was like, who's I, the narrator? I love Monka Strap. And part of the reason I love Monka Strap is because I'm just a simp for a good narrator character. Oh, like true. leading player in Pippin, uh Clothon oh, yes. in Hunchback. Mm -hmm. Like, I love me a good narrator character, okay? Um I just, I love Monka Strap, and I think part of the reason I love Monka Strap is because the actor who plays him in the 98 version is so pretty. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm I'm a simp for a good dancing boy. Oh, true. Um, here for it. Uh, so <laughs> I love Monka's track. Yes. He's great. Uh, but I think either Skimbleshanks or Mistopheles might be oh my, my favorite God. cat. Yes. Because Mistopheles is just such a riot. He's just <laughs> like, to me please or i'll die it's like oh my god you want me to bring back deuteronomy <laughs> bitches watch my magic show Just watch, watch. It. i can play any trick with a court or a spoon and a bit of fish paste <laughs> you just watch look at me conjure <laughs> i love him i also love that song like when i first discovered cats as a little tweeny teeny bopper um Rum Tum Tugger and Mr. Mistopheles were the ones I listened to the most because the other songs were a little bit intimidating at first. Skimbleshanks is like a new favorite song for some reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize what a bop it was when I first listened to the soundtrack way back when. Uh, Want to know a secret? That's not actually a secret because I definitely told all of my coworkers about it when it happened. Yeah. Um, so I went through a kick I don't know, a couple months ago, where every day on my way to work, I'd listen to the Cats soundtrack because I'd get pretty solidly through the first half on my way to work and then the second half of it on my way home. And I listened to Skimble Shanks and the end of Skimble Shanks has been making me cry every time I listen to it. And I don't know why. And I think it's just because I'm like, they're all so happy and they're having but there's a gig about a cat who, who, who likes the <laughs> likes the trains and I, I <laughs> the harmonies are so good <laughs> the cat of the railway train. <laughs> <laughs> okay but I, I i felt that vibe i didn't cry when i watched it yesterday but it <laughs> filled me with so much joy and also it made me sad because i want to be in a musical again like mm -hmm. we neither of us have really been in a musical for like over what it's like, been four, like three or four years for yeah me. yeah like yeah. it's been three yeah three or four years for both of us and like oh the end of Skimble Shanks is just so good. It's so like dramatic and perfectly like mm -hmm. Broadway musical, mm -hmm. and it makes me want to cry. So I yeah. get you crying to the train song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I cry over the train cat, but also I want a cat named Skimble Shanks. Um, but if I ever get a ginger cat, I'm gonna name him Skimble Shanks so that when he goes missing and I'm looking for him, I can be wandering around the house going, Skimble, where is Skimble? And <laughs> and when I find him, I can lift him up above my head like in The Lion King oh and go running God. into the kitchen and scream at Alex, he was busy in the luggage van. <laughs> <laughs> Toad. I want to. I, oh, I want to hear a version of Toad where it's Skimble Shanks. <laughs> Hold on. I think I might be able to do it. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Skimble Shanks. <laughs> the railway cat. The cat of the railway <laughs> Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted. 
I'm sorry to all of your ear but or to all of your eardrums. I did pull away from my mic, but I have no idea how awful that oh, was. Oh, I can't. I can't, oh my god. I can't. Oh god, I just banged into my mic. So we're having a great time Good today. Fucking job, Alyssa. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, we've talked Quick. about the best songs in cats. Let me talk about the shittiest. <laughs> Bustopher Jones. What the fuck is this song doing in here? I always skip it because it's dumb and I hate it. Like, yeah. Okay, so it follows up Rum Tum Tugger. So that's its first mistake is it's after uh-uh. Rum Tum. It follows up Grizabella the Glamour Cat. Okay. So you are sad as fuck. You are confused. Yeah. You are just like, I'm feeling emotions that I don't know how to yeah. process. And then what do they give you to Bustopher help with those Jones. emotions? Bustopher Jones yeah. is not Skin bones. Right. He's remarkably fat. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess. Oh, yes. It's the first like normal like, oh, I am cat song after Grizzy, my queen. Um, it's okay. so boring. Yeah, it's boring as hell. I'm still thinking about Rum Tum Tugger. First of all, I'm thinking about how sad I am because Grizabel is treated like shit by these stupid Jellico cats. Um, Bustopher Jones, okay, I get it. He's a stupid posh cat, but I don't understand why I have to listen about how he's a stupid posh cat. I don't care. I literally don't care. And guess what? He's only in the show for that one song. I never see his stupid, stupid face again. Yep. <laughs> I forget it exists. I literally forget for how as much as I hate this song, I forget it exists half the times. I always think Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser is gonna be right after Grizabella because I also love that song and I'll talk about mm-hmm. why I love it in a hot secky. But no, instead it's fucking Bustopher Jones, and I have to sit through it and I hate it. I hate it. Whenever I listen to the soundtrack, I skip it because it's stupid. I, I'm the same way. Like, I don't know that I have super strong feelings about this song, like either positive or negative, but it's also not a take it or leave it song or like a, mm-hmm. like a toss up song. No, it's a skippable song. Mm-hmm. It's exactly because like, it doesn't really give you like, granted, most of the introductions in Cats doesn't, re- don't really lend themselves to the subtle plot that there is. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, why does this person think they deserve to be, like, the, the to die and be reincarnated as a new Jellicle cat? Bustopher Jones doesn't have a very valid argument in my book. No, what's, I don't know what his argument is. <laughs> he's a like, posh, rich cat. Like, he's living a pretty good life as it is. The one redeemable quality of Bustopher Jones is his big-ass spoon. Yes, it's he... so cool. I <laughs> yes, I love the spoon prop. <laughs> It's just this giant spoon that he carries around. (laughs) I love it for him. That's the thing. His costume is super, I love his costume. He's a very adorable, like, fat cat. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Like, like you're selling me on Bustover Jones until they open their mouths about him. And then I Mm -hmm. suddenly could give less than a fuck about Bustover Jones. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Also, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser is only good as the duet. When it's, it's only good a as solo- a duet. Yeah, when it's the solo song, I also skip mm-hmm. this song because it's not nearly as good as it is when they mm-hmm. we have our real dynamic duo singing mm-hmm. it. And I don't know if it's written to be a duet or if it's yeah. written to be a solo because in the original Broadway cast recording, it's a solo, mm-hmm. and I think Munka Strap sings it. Yeah, I was gonna say like. The pe- the characters themselves, which I mean, granted, is mostly the case in Cats when the song mm-hmm. is about them, they don't sing it. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I just, it's so much better when they sing it. Like I love Marcus right. Strap, but like he just doesn't do it justice. Right. Uh, it It's just better when it's a duet. Yeah. Also, arguably the best song in Cats is obviously Memory. I don't know if I agree. Really? Okay. Really? Let me let me defend. Okay, maybe it's not the best song in the show, but I do think it's like the pinnacle of a Broadway ballad. Oh, right, right. And part of that is because it's the only I want song yes. in the entire yes. show. Like, usually you get the I want song <laughs> right away. It's like the second or third yeah. song. Sometimes it's built into the opening number. Yeah. Um, but you don't, like, the I Want song is the second to last song mm -hmm. in the show. And they tease it, they tease you with it, too, before the end of Act One. Like, mm -hmm. we hear a little bit of memory at the end of Jellicle Cats, but then it's, she can't do it, and I feel so bad, and you're just, you sit there, or at least I do now, I sit there, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the last belty part, and it doesn't mm -hmm. come, and it hurts, because I have yeah. to wait for the end of the show to hear that part. The number of times that I go back and re-listen to Memory in the car just so I can belt along with it. Oh, I, uh, It's one of my favorite <laughs> songs to sing. It honestly mm -hmm. is. And like, I don't know that I'll ever get to sing it. Like, I'm yeah. sure eventually for a concert or a showcase or something, mm -hmm. I'll be like, listen, I'm doing memory and whoever's <laughs> running it is going to be like, Gwen, no. And I'm going to be like, Gwen, yes. Gwen wants to sing memory outside her car. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be that theater bitch and you can all hate me for it later. I hate myself, but this is what we're yeah. doing. Because <laughs> well, the thing is memory, most of the cats haters I know, they love memory. That's like the right. one song from the show that they love. And it's because it's the one song from the show they can understand. Exactly, because I'm like, I love you, and I'm not here to roast the friends who love who don't love cats and who love memory, but like mm -hmm. you're kind of missing it if you hate the rest of the show mm -hmm. because you love memory. Like because memory, like there's an actual meaning behind the song. That's the whole point. The rest of the show does is like kind of not the songs are meaningless, but like there's less purpose behind those songs. It's surrealism for the sake of surrealism. Exactly. And I love that about it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of my favorite pieces of surrealist theater. Same. Okay. And Samuel Beckett fans, you can yell at me for this. Cats is just Samuel Beckett, but better. Because yeah. Samuel Beckett writes surrealism and nonsensical theater. And people, it's like so well like loved and revered. It's like, oh, this is so daring and interesting and just oh, wow, there's no it's meaning. So, it's so intellectual. Yes, like, if you understand Beckett, you have to be really smart, quite frankly, because it right. don't make any sense, because there's no meaning, and that's the whole point. Right. I'm not surprised that I don't understand Beckett. Yeah. I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> <Same. but> like... <laughs> I love, because I'm an English major, too, I love searching for meaning in things. Granted, this is, like, our whole sexism of Rum Tum Tugger, stems from that because we tried right. writing meaning in cats but also right but like eventually you have to say okay this the this this piece of theater <laughs> is very intellectual you yes. have to be very smart to understand yes. it but Not sometimes cats. you have to ask yourself do you want it 
do you want to have to be that smart to understand it? Because like if if your themes are behind a paywall of intelligence, yeah. what's the point in writing it? Exactly. And maybe it's also because I'm a really impatient person and waiting for a Godot drives me insane. And I get that's the whole purpose. I get it that we're also waiting, waiting for this person to show up. This like wonderful, like it's like a allegory for God and death and heaven and all that jazz. Like I I, I get it. But I, I understand it. it. Yep. And and I want some I, I want some dancing cats. Exactly. Cats <laughs> feeds you, feeds you this this like very simple also the message is super simple in cats. Like it's nonsensical, mm -hmm. but the message the the baby message in it makes sense and you don't have to be super smart to get it mm -hmm. the message for those of you who don't know who <laughs> haven't seen the show the message is that everyone is valid and worth attention and worth acceptance yes and that's a really beautiful theme for a show to have i think mm -hmm. Because, like, Grizabella, you never see her, but you can't tell me after seeing her for the first time that you don't feel bad for her because you see right. how poorly she is being treated. Mm -hmm. And, like, she is just building to memory to where she can finally express her longing to belong in this community. She doesn't even want to, like, win the prize. She just wants her family to, like, welcome her back. She just wants someone to touch her. Yeah. Like, that's sad. That's all it, she wants. Uh, it kills me. <laughs> Watching the other cats, like, for, for lack of a better term, love on each other and snuggle yeah. and mm -hmm. just, like, be in each other's space. And then as soon as Grizabella enters, she's like a drop of, what is it? Like, is it water and oil or yes. vice versa? Where yeah, it's like, like that. everything just, you know? <laughs> This is not a visual podcast, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that all of you understood what I meant when I went, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> but all of the cats just turn away from her. And all she wants is to feel the acceptance that comes from, as a cat, being in physical contact yeah. with each other. Because that's the thing, is like cats don't, touch other cats that they don't trust inherently mm -hmm. like even cats who live in the same household sometimes will n refuse to be in the same physical space as each other or like within two feet of each other yeah and so when you have this giant jellical community of cats who all love each other so much and want to be with each other so much. And then one of those cats is ostracized and told you're not allowed to be a part of this anymore. How are you not supposed to feel bad for her? Mm -hmm. But exactly, once you hear memory, you're like, okay, none of the other cats deserve like to be reborn mm -hmm. at this point. Like Grizabella, like objectively has suffered the most out of all of them. Mm -hmm. She just wants to belong. And it's beautiful. The ending of the show makes me, like, weep sometimes. Mm -hmm. I have to be in the right mood to weep, but, like, it does make me cry because it's gorgeous. When Victoria touches her, and you can't see my hands because this is a podcast, but it's like, it, oh, God, I knocked my <coughs> microphone. I'm a mess. Okay. When Victoria touches Grizabella, it's, like, the camera zooms in. You know it's an important moment because Grizabella is, like, touch me. It's so easy to leave me all alone in the memory, okay? 
we've heard it. We heard the belt. And then we see Victoria like cup her hand and it's stunning. And I cry because you look at Grisabella's face and it's just, oh, it hurts. I just am here. It's like a vibe show, you know? It we is. discussed this, like where you just are here to vibe out and like we've uncovered a couple themes of in in cats that are a bit more serious because we've watched it so many times at this point now prepping Mm -hmm. for this episode right but usually it's just a vibe it's just a vibe and like that's the thing is like I'm gonna knowing what I know now having thought what I've thought now about cats it's not like I'm gonna turn on cats on my way to work tomorrow and not bop hard as fuck to yeah Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. You know, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, it's still a jam. It's a vibe. The when entire I- <laughs> show is just a vibe. And I love that vibe so much. No one ever vibe check me on this. You yes. will catch these hands. <laughs> yes. Because, okay, I can assign those meanings to cats when I'm watching the full show. Mm-hmm. And I'm chill with that compromise because I do that with musicals anyways comes Mm -hmm. with the territory of having a degree in musical theater Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a show about cats y'all it's not that complicated don't make it more complicated because you'll end up with brains that hurt just like ours the worst but also the best (laughs) because it's cats it's cats Now, Alyssa, before we end this, um, I do think that we both need to take a um, which Jellicle cat are you quiz. I have one pulled up and I will send it to you right now. Oh my god! I'm so excited. Now, dear listeners, don't worry. You will not have to listen to us click our mouses as we answer these questions on Playbill.com. We will also, if we can figure out how to post this either in the description of this episode or on Twitter, uh, you will also be able to take this quiz and find out which Jellicle cat you are because this is something you need to know about yourself. It's important if I'm Uh being honest with you. And something else you can think about. Um, So this podcast is called Tea and Squee where we spill tea and are a little salty but also where we fangirl over shit. You saw both sides of that in this episode tonight. But with people, like you tend to lean a certain way. I find mm-hmm. myself spilling more tea than I do squeeing. Like it's a fun like occasion when I squee, but I'm mostly roasting things because that's mm-hmm. just who I am. And mm-hmm. Gwen is the opposite, where she is usually. I am. Yeah. I am a squee. Yeah. Yes. Alyssa's a tea. I am a squee. <laughs> um, tweet at us. Yeah. Are you, are you a tea or a squee? And yes. then also also tweet at us which Jellicle cat you are because I want to know. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing those responses from the six of you listening to this yeah oh i got grizabella what'd you get what'd you get simple shakes what's your description it's awkward to say but your best days might just be a memory because you're grizabella the glamour cat there's good no- news, though. If you make your case, you might get a second chance at things, and you still look great in a shabby, chic, deconstructed fur coat. So <laughs> it doesn't actually tell me why my personality is like Grizabelle's. Uh, mine says, you're the cat of the railway train. Hell yeah, I am. Uh-huh. Um, 
Attentive and kind, you can see what everyone around you wants and needs. You're a calming presence to everyone you know, and you suffer no pranksters. All aboard. I don't know how I feel about this. I love Skimble Shanks, but I don't know if that's true about yeah. me. Like, we have friends who match this description of Skimble Shanks. I'm not one of we, the friends that match this do. description <laughs> of Skimble Shanks. We do. I admittedly have taken this quiz before, and the last time I took it, I got Mistopheles, and Ooh. so I'm kind of holding Mistopheles a little closer in my in my identification. But I, um, I support this, <laughs> dear listeners. You can make your own assumptions about me and whether I'm a Skimbleshanks yeah. or a Mistopheles. The two of you who know what <laughs> that means. Um, <laughs> really, I'm not going to name drop you, but you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, that is the end of our very first episode of Tea and Squee. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Ew. Okay, so we're going to be posting our, we're going to be posting this podcast on SoundCloud. It's going to be on Spotify and iTunes still. So if you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and review us because we want people to find our podcast. Yes. Also, uh follow us on social media. We mm -hmm. are on Twitter at @tsquee. If you have longer thoughts or uh, feel the need to yell at us about any of our cat's opinions, please be kind and don't yell at us. But you can email us at tandsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Please don't yell at us. This is cat's yell. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's not that deep. <laughs> you can yell at us when we cover like Harry Potter and Twilight. Yeah, yeah. If you just want to tell us that, like, liking cats makes us bad people, we'll just tell you you're wrong. Yeah, so. listen, if you're a cats fan, you have thick skin because you're used to being told your opinions are stupid. <laughs> and you know what? You might be right. Yeah. That doesn't stop me from having them. <laughs> Let me have fun with my cute little animal musical and just leave me alone because I'm not hurting anybody by liking cats. Yeah, it's not like we're simping over Starlight Express, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we will let you get back to your very important lives uh tweet at us email us follow us on social media uh give us rates and reviews we would love to see them yes. we love all of you thanks for listening all six of you yes um <laughs> yes and if you have any suggestions on things you want us to spill tea and to squee about, please, again, email us, DM us on Twitter, because we'd be more than willing to check those things out. Yeah. Okay, thanks, friends. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.